This is NLBP TV video podcast. I am Camille Miller, your host and founder of the Natural Life Business Partnership. This video podcast is dedicated to supporting the holistic entrepreneur who is passionate about their business and living an authentic lifestyle. Tune in as we interview members, healers, inspiring business leaders, authors, and change makers in the alternative health and wellness arena. Let's get started. Hi everyone, I am Camille Miller, the founder and executive director of the Natural Life Business Partnership, and you are joining us today on Ask the Expert on NLBP TV. Today we have our guest, Nevin Ecker, independent researcher, educator, and advocate. And um, Dr. Carly Newday, PhD, she is the author of The Science of Health, Consciousness, and Enlightenment, Water Codes. This is her book. And they are both partners in True Spring Water Quality Solutions. Uh, thank you both for joining us today. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thank Thanks. you. So we're talking today about rethinking drinking water quality and its connection to optimal health. I will say that um, it first came um, into understanding your work when I linked in with Nevin, and I forget how that conversation started, and then he started sending me stuff on water quality, <laughs> um, or I made a comment on something that you wrote. I don't know how it started, but then he started sending me stuff, and I said, hey, you should be on our podcast uh, so we can talk to others about uh, water quality and what they do and don't know and about all the toxins and how things are changing in our quality. Um, my background is in organic farming, so I learned quickly about what uptake was into your food and how that affects everything. Um, so I wanted to start with, um, well, a little bit about water, but I also want to talk about the difference between structured water and regular water. But why don't we start up, either one of you can start, just about a little bit of a background of how you got into water, um, and some of the research and how you got here today. We'll talk about all your research, but how you got here, how you started. You go ahead and start. Okay. Uh, I got into uh, water quality and specifically structured water uh, when I was dealing with EMF sensitivity. I needed to understand uh, what was happening in my body and why all the tools that I had gained through studying natural and alternative medicine um, was unable to help me. And it eventually led um, on sort of a, a winding trail to structured water and I found what I was looking for. Um, I also have a, a theological spiritual background uh, and, and water also came up in my research uh, when I was looking for unifying concepts between uh, multiple um, modalities and belief systems. Okay. And Nevin, how about you? Oh goodness, uh, I'm trying to keep it brief, but uh, you know, it was um, back in late 1994, and uh, I discovered the life work of Victor Schauberger, uh, who was known as the water wizard. He lived from 1885 to 1958, and just uh, fascinated me discovering Victor Schauberger, and at the same time, um, I was introduced and started working with my first water structuring technology from Austria. So um, back then we called it water energizing, but the, uh, the buzzword these days is, is structuring. So I'll go with that. Um, okay. 
So uh, yeah, just the whole thing of, of uh, water being alive or dead uh, just enamored me. And, uh, and you know, I was having some of my own personal health issues at that time as well. And I correlated directly uh, the change in the quality of water that I was drinking in improving my health. And wow. it just uh, became just fascinated and uh, devoted to, to Schauberger's work and to uh, becoming a researcher, a water quality researcher. Excellent. So um, I think the best way to start for um, people that are listening to us that might not understand um, what structured water is. Does someone, can one of you just explain structured water compared to like what comes out of our tap? Yeah, yeah I think um, I'm going to start out a little bit um, and then I'll bring Carly in here. Uh, you know, I really like relating to water as it being alive or dead. Okay. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a sacred living substance. And um, many people are familiar with the work of Masuro Emoto. Uh, it came out back in 2000, his books, uh, Messages from Water, that show the, the crystals, the water crystals, uh, the frozen water crystals. Um, but before that was uh, Theodore and Wolfram Schwenk uh, from Harris Street, Germany, and their Institute for Flow Sciences. And they were the very first to uh, depict in, in photos um, live water versus dead water. And um, I've got some originals that I brought back from Germany here that I'll show you. Um, this is a droplet of water impacting another droplet of water under magnification. And uh, this water was taken from the Black Forest in, in Germany uh, from a, a stream. And um, Which one looks alive to you? <laughs> oh, wow, what a difference. Yeah, so this was a water sample taken upstream before the stream came in contact with the village, okay? And this sample was taken downstream after it had been exposed to pollutants and effluent from the town sewage and all that sort of thing. So, yes, just for those that are listening and not watching, one looks like a beautiful bloomed of a flower and one looks like a dead tire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, there's an expression uh, in, in, the, in the pictures. So one is, is flat-lined, there's no expression, whereas the, the, the live water has all these beautiful risotta, uh, risottas, sorry, not risottas, uh, rosettas. Rosettas, yeah. Rosettas. So, uh, or spiral or vortexing patterns that emanate from the center and outward. So, um, what creates that? Excuse me? What, what creates that beautiful pattern? Is it just the minerals and the energy in the water? It, it's the energy in the water. It's okay. the water being alive, actually. It's, wow. it's, it's conducting information and energy. Uh, water's a lot like a, uh, a CD or a cassette tape. It holds information and conducts information on an electromagnetic level. So um, just as it can carry uh, physical constituents, it also carries electromagnetic information as well. So, um, you know, 
getting back to you know structured water, live water, um, it's really important to our personal health. And um, we'll maybe get into that a little later. Carly, I'll let you take it from there. Right, so a, a very simple explanation of structured water versus unstructured water, what we consider regular sort of tap water, which in the scientific community we refer to as bulk water. It's actually the way that the hydrogen and oxygen arrange themselves. So bulk water, the water from your tap, sort of what we consider regular water that we're taught in school, is just a random assortment of hydrogen and oxygen. Uh, it, it doesn't have any kind of pattern or order to its arrangement. It's just sort of this random conglomeration. Structured water is like a liquid crystal. It actually has its hydrogen and oxygen arranged in repeating patterns. And these patterns are flexible and fluid and capable of change. So with new information, uh, those patterns can rearrange themselves. Uh, but they're more like a crystal lattice and less like some random assortment. Hmm. Those, that structure, that, uh, th those patterns are what allow water to hold information, conduct energy and information, and create those beautiful uh, images that you see from photographic researchers like Schwenk and Animoto. So I would assume from what you're saying then, as we absorb this water, good or bad, but we absorb the better structured water, um, there's more availability for us, yeah. like that's bioavailable. Is that the idea of? Absolutely. That's exactly right. That's exactly wow. Well, that structure is actually really necessary for our body. So our bodies are composed by molecule count, not by weight, but by molecule count, we are over 99% water. Mm -hmm. And it's not bulk water, it is structured water. Our water inside of our body has those uh, geometric patterns and, and organizations. It's what maintains the integrity of our cells. It's what surrounds our DNA and maintains their integrity. It's what uh, keeps our telomeres from fraying uh, too quickly. So Ooh. that's <laughs> right, right. That's why <laughs> I'm aging. Yeah. Exactly. Our, so when we yeah. look at things like uh, disease, diabetes, HIV, um, you know, different pathologies in the body, what we find across the board is that they all have this loss of structure in the cells. So as soon as we begin to lose the structure of our water inside of our body, our health begins to degrade. Wow. So my next question uh, would be, how does water lose its structure? I'm sure there's a million ways, but I'm thinking that the tap water I'm having is not the beautiful spring water that we might see that's running through the mountains and all the layers of rock and mineral. That's probably the good water. <laughs> yeah. And how do we lose it along the way? Yeah. Um, Go ahead, Nevin. Uh, yeah, you know, the transportation of water uh, through pipes is very unnatural. So that yeah. goes a long ways in uh, degrading water's energetic quality, um, definitely. Uh, the packaging, um, exposure to even plastic containers, mm -hmm. fluorescent lights, all these things uh, work to energetically decrease the quality of water that, that we're drinking. And or, you know, maybe it just doesn't have it in the first place because it's coming from municipality or maybe it was taken from a well. There's a lot of different ways that water loses its, its, its life force and its energy. And, um, you know, getting 
back to more of the health connection and, and what's happening in, in the body and the body's ability to facilitate the cellular hydration because when it comes to aging and disease, that all comes down to what's happening in our bodies on the cellular level. So um, Carly can speak to the, the clusters. It's really what's happening um, to the cells and the, the arrangement of the clusters or the size of the clusters, okay? So if the water's not living or structured, that means that it has large clusters, crystalline cl clusters that the cells can't, can't um, receive. So yeah. the body has to exert energy to break down the, the cluster sizes. Um, in 1992, uh, there was a uh, John Hopkins uh, researcher, his name's Peter Aguirre, and um, he discovered that the cells have a, a fatty membrane that surround them. And that fatty membrane um, determines what passes in and out of the cells and how, and basically the health of the cells, the cells ability to detoxify and or to transport um, water in and out of the cells. And, and there's um, little uh, pathways in that, um, in the aquaporins of the, the fatty membrane of the cells. And unless the water is of a, of a structure, of a good quality structure or living water, um, it's not gonna get, get into the cells. So um, Carly, can you talk a little bit about the, the clusters? Yeah, well, and I'd also just like to comment quickly on, it, on the original question of how it loses its structure. I think one of the main ways that, that water loses structure that it might have had um, is through contamination. Uh, whether that contamination is a chemical contamination or an energetic contamination, um, water is incredibly responsive. It is so responsive. It's responsive to light, to sound, to consciousness, uh, to magnetism, electromagnetic frequencies, uh, chemical contaminants and exposure. Um, it is incredibly responsive. So everything that we do to water, when we think of what it goes through in the municipalities, the amount of disinfecting agents, the amount of contamination from agricultural and industrial manufacturing, um, you know, our water is really, really, really contaminated. And, and that makes it very difficult uh, for restructuring. It has to be completely purified and remineralized and, and go through a, a structuring process to, to be brought back to life. Um, but that is how, largely how I think water does uh, become dead. And, and we use that term dead because it doesn't contain information and it doesn't support life. So yeah, those are, are pretty important aspects of, of water for uh, not just our bodies, but, you know, flora and fauna across the planet. Yeah. And, you know, and our body, if we're drinking a dead water, then the body's having to uh, exert yeah. extra energy to digest or rearrange that water so it can utilize it. Whereas inherently uh, by design, our body is meant to be nourished energetically and physically by the water that we drink and be fed on that subtle energetic level. Um, I'm a little bit curious. So um, I was on well water for, I don't know, 
25, 30 years. And I always thought, well, that's so much better than municipal water, which I think it would be. Um, but is even the well water that we find in our homes, is that, is it structured in any way? Because it comes through the mountains or, but I guess it's getting agricultural, it could get agricultural. It often gets agricultural. Most of our groundwater, uh, and depending on how deep your well is, right? So when we right. talk about well water, there's a lot of variables. Where is the well? How high are you? Uh, what kind of ag practices are going on around you? Uh, how deep is the well? What minerals is it uh, filtering through as it comes up? Um, so there's a lot of variables. I, I can't comment right. on one specific well. Generally speaking though, uh, our water has reached a critical contamination crisis just across the map, whether it's groundwater, well water, tap water, or bottled water, our level of contamination is extremely high. So with well water, you're primarily looking for things like lead, arsenic, uh, manufacturing chemicals, um, you know, hexavalent chromiums, those kinds of things um, are, are, are present in many of our wells today. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And inherently, a well water, from a natural science perspective, uh, Victor Schauberger, uh, is an immature water. We're taking it from the earth before it wants to be taken. Right. So that water would um, be maturing underground and, and be uh, caught in, a, in the water cycle, which would help it mature and help it to become structured as it was filtered through minerals, as it found, found its way eventually to a natural tree stream site um, you know, through the, the natural processes. Us digging it down and pulling up that water before it goes through those processes uh, prevents it from reaching its full level of maturity. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually, when you say it that way, because it hasn't finished its path. That's right. Right? It's, like, it's process. It's, it's own process. growth. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's a growing process, just like a fruit or a vegetable. You know, mm -hmm. you wouldn't eat it before it was mature and ripe. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So where is there, where is like, the, there's got to still be pure water somewhere, is there? Or a mature water or a ripe water. And... That's what Victor Schauberger identified as being a true spring. So you have the difference between a seepage spring or a true spring. A seepage spring, the water travels to a certain depth inside the earth, it hits a rocky layer and then comes back to the surface. Mm -hmm. Whereas a true spring comes from very, very deep in the earth. It comes into contact with the molten layers, it's purified and under pressure pushed back up to the surface but it's really that journey from deep in the earth where it's been purified to the surface where it's matured and ripened. Understood. Wow. So there are true springs uh, located throughout the world. Now, of course, we're not in a position where uh, we can go you know, harvest water from a true spring or, or even bottling that water from a true spring and purchasing it. That is, that's, that's not the answer. So, um, you know, really what people need to look for is a way to create that at home through purification systems, uh, through remineralization systems, and, and things that involve a, a structural interface activity for the water to, to structure around. And that becomes a whole other world where we have a lot of reverse osmosis systems that uh, don't work in real world conditions or and are, are really only effective for certain contaminants and not others. We have about um, 200 or so unregulated contaminants that exist in 
approximately 85% of our, our water that are just unregulated. So we really need a quality reverse osmosis system and then a really uh, broad spectrum remineralization system in order to recreate that kind of water at home, which is what Nevin specializes in. Excellent. Um, so let's talk a little bit about personal health and how all of this water affects everything else, like us. And I've already heard aging. I'm assuming dehydration, yes. right? Yes. Because it's not really giving us what we need. Yeah, I'm gonna start and let Carly um, pick up from me. You know, really, you know, as, uh, as peoples, as health professionals, as, as, as we are in the world in understanding our health and medicine, the water that we drink, the quality of the water that we drink on a daily basis is hugely overlooked and underappreciated. And it's also uh, misunderstood uh, in being a connection to our optimal health. Uh, I think it's something like 80% of the population is what is called subclinically dehydrated. Okay, so uh, really what's happened is we have um, lost track of our potential of health. Okay. So in, in our modern world, we've, we've accepted this decreased quality of health and longevity, where actually we have a far greater capacity of, of health, longevity, quality of longevity, free of disease, than we understand ourselves to have. So, um, and where water comes in is, is what we were mentioning earlier is the is your cellular hydration. What's, are you, uh, is your body getting the water that it needs? Are the cells being hydrated the way that they're meant to be hydrated? Wow. This, but I guess... I, really, I, what I want the listeners to consider is that inherently by design, uh, by God's creation, however you want to look at it, we have a far greater potential of health and longevity than what is, is average or commonly considered. Right, that makes so much sense. This, this is just so reminiscent of everything I learned just when I was in the organic food world about the uptake and that the purity of your food. And although there's food out there, um, I heard a quote, um, his name's totally escaping me right now. Michael Pollack, I think, wrote in one of his books. I, don't quote me on that. <laughs> that said, like, an apple, it used to be like an apple a day kept the doctor away, and now it takes three apples to give you the same nutritional value um, because of what's the uptake. Uh, it's not there. So we're eating, like, these empty calories, and we think that we're eating healthy. Right. But... It, it's just not there anymore because it's based on like old belief systems of what's yeah, in our food and is exactly. totally been destroyed. And it sounds like our water is exactly the same. It's an environmental phenomena, you know. Wow. Um, one, much of my background is also organic farming, Camille. Um, nutrient density yeah. is, is the whole thing. And yeah. yes, our food needs to be organic and clean and free of chemicals, but it also needs to be nutrient dense. Yeah. 
which is why so many people are feeling hungry and they're really just starving for nutrients. And it's so hard to tell people, well, if you go organic, you'll just eat less. You just will. Because <laughs> right. your body won't starve. So water sounds the same. It is, it is very much the same. And wow. I would, in fact, argue that um, water is our greatest source of toxic exposure, more so than our food. So um, when we really take a look at the contamination level of our water system, it gets really scary really fast. And most people are simply unaware of it because look, it, it looks like a clear cup of, of water. Um, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's there. Just because the apple looks the same doesn't mean that it packs the same amount. Of exactly. It's not loaded with pesticides and herbicides or fungicides. So um, as you know from your background in food, you can take those same concepts and apply them to water and it, it fits very well. Uh, I think, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I'm curious um, because of course I used to read it in food, there's gotta be that in water as well. Like I, I used to read this, the instant change in people or even their toxicity levels of pesticides and herbicides when they just went to organic food for a week. Say, and you can see it in blood levels. Have the same type of tests been done with structured water? So we, we can find the same type of tests that are done with at least a purified water. And okay. Where we can see the, the different level of contaminations and the detox processes that begins to happen when you start drinking quality water. Unfortunately, wow. most people in America will spend their entire life without ever drinking a cup of clean, pure, healthful water, which is, is really sad. This is one of our most basic needs, right? But our, our pollution has just become so systemic um, that, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's unavoidable unless people are really going to uh, invest in being able to create something at home. And, you know, they're stuck with what comes out of their tap, which is, is very sad. And, right. Um, so in addition to the toxic exposure, and you've got good detoxing that can happen, just like when you start uh, eating organic foods and you reduce your pesticide consumption, uh, when you provide your body with a, a healthful, bioavailable, structured, quality water, you do begin to experience those detox processes and, and the body can become much, much healthier, much more quickly. Uh, but going back to the hydration level, you know, you, between a 1% and 2% change in your level of hydration has drastic effects on your cognitive abilities, your sleep, your energy, endurance, stamina, disease resistance, immune strength. Um, it really across the board affects the body because uh, essentially everything in the body happens in, through, and because of water. So it, it really is the foundation that we build our health. So I'm just thinking with all the increase in drinking water, like over the last decade or so, like my kids, like everyone carries water with them right now that they're really in a sense, they could actually be more toxic instead of like they're doing it for the health of it. <laughs> but they can actually be putting more toxins in their system from drinking so much dirty water. Right, because right. it's quality over quantity. Right? Yeah. Nevin, did you have something to add there? No, um, that's, that's great, Carly. Thank you. Yeah. So that's it is. It is quality over quantity at that point. Quality water is, is what our cells really require in order to stay nourished, to protect our DNA, to maintain information transfer, um, even to uh, maintain enzymatic actions. You know, our, our enzymes, uh, the action of all of our enzymes is, is critical upon uh, our hydration levels. So all of that becomes effective really quickly. 
<laughs> so um, I do a lot of reading like on our, our microbiome and all of the bacteria in our bodies that's supposed to be there. Um, can a bad water quality throw off that as well? It would seem like it would. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Things like a candida even can really thrive on a, a poor That quality. makes sense. When we have a highly structured water, a, a very mineralized structured water, um, our body is able to maintain the balance that it needs to have very effectively. It's, it's how we were created and evolved over, you know, all of right. right. So what's an average homeowner able to do <laughs> about getting this type of purity? Uh, I guess a purifying system. Sure. Yeah. It's, um, it's a great question. It's an important question. Uh, it's, you know, it's really up to people, you know, how important is their health? So, uh, for instance, um, you know, most of my clients are people that really are like extreme health geeks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're really wanting to push the health, the envelope of their, of their, uh, health and longevity. Um, and or they're into preventative medicine. That's a real, a big conversation is, you know, what, what are we doing now earlier in life to uh, make the quality of, of our later years um, superior and, and not have the issues later in life, uh, the preventative medicine. So um, what I've found in my 25 years of researching uh, water technologies is that there's no one best system in the world. So that's, that's, that's a big issue. And uh, part of it is considering really how severe uh, our, our water quality issues are um, it, with the water that's being delivered uh, to our homes. Mm. Um, so I've uh, scoured the, the earth and uh, the water technologies industry to find the very finest components uh, available in the world. And I'm configuring um, a custom drinking water system. And the, uh, the jug of water that I sent you, Camille, is a sample from that, from that system. Okay, that was so good. Like it tasted different. It was, it was really, I was surprised actually. Like I expected it would be like bottled water, which I don't drink. <laughs> so um, yeah, one, the plastic, but two, it never really tasted that good. And I was worried what was in it. Um, at least water from my homes I've tested, but, um, it was so good, like crazy good. And like, so clear tasting, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it probably does to you, but yeah. it was really good. People notice, um, not just how it tastes, but how it feels and how it, it just really jumps into their palate. Um, often, you know, people notice the way the water going down, that it starts to get absorbed into the body's tissues in the mouth mm. and in the throat. And by the time it gets down, you know, the esophagus, most of it's already been absorbed by the body. So uh, it, it's, it's pretty remarkable that way. I, the, I guess out of selfish <laughs> selfishness, I, um, you know, I've been on this quest of trying to discern that the best drinking water system in the world and I feel like I have and um, I know that I have I, absolutely I can quantify that on on a lot of levels um, 
And uh, now I'm offering it, Carly and I are offering it to the world. So. Uh, Fabulous. And uh, Nevin actually reached out to me after reading the book. So I have um, tried many different systems, many different waters, uh, and his water is the only one that has ever impressed me, which is why um, I, I joined up with him because I, I was desperately looking for a solutions for people and a way to give them access to what they really need, which was a quality water. Wow. The, the bottled water is an unregulated industry. And again, back to our, our ground and well water, um, all of these waters available to the public um, are really just a plethora of, of toxicity and cancer causing contaminants. And, and so I was searching for uh, something that was structured, was mineralized, and was purified. And I found that with the public system. So that's yeah. what I advocate. This has been really a fascinating talk today, really has, and like opened my eyes to a lot of what's going on. Even though I read your materials and looked at the book and did all of it, talking kind of like is like, like that aha of it, you know? It's like, wow, this is another thing I put in my body that's not <laughs> And you think you're so helpful, uh, at least I try to be. Uh, is there anything I missed asking you about that's important for our audience to know? Or did we cover pretty much everything? I felt it was a pretty good talk. It's a great talk. Yeah, okay, there's, good. There's great so talk. different avenues that you could go down uh, with water. There's many different facets to it. Yeah. And, you know, of course, coming from your background in organic foods, you already have such a grasp on, on what nutrient density is and biology. Yeah. All of that really helps to be able to understand what it is that we're really talking about. So. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. So if people are listening to this later, and they will, what's the best way to get in touch with you here? I'll show you book one more time. Oh, there it is. Watercodes. Yeah, Watercodes. So I do have a website, watercodes.com. And you can also reach me at my email, which is just carly at watercodes.com. Excellent. And Nevin, how about you? Yeah, um, a couple of things I wanted to mention for your listeners. Okay. Uh, a couple of documentaries um, I want to plug. One is called Tapped, and that goes inside and exposes the bottled water industry. Very highly recommend uh, if people want to understand their health and what's happening with the, with the bottled water thing that they watch the documentary Tapped. And another documentary is called The Great Culling. These are both on YouTube. Uh, the Great Culling exposes uh, the fluoridation of our, of our tap water mm. um, and the health concerns with that. So two really, I, I highly, Carly highly recommends both of these documentaries, Tapped and The Great Culling. Um, to get a hold of me, um, you can email me, Nevin at truest, T-R-U-E-S-T, spring.com, or you can reach me toll free, 888. Five seven three eight eight. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for being on our show today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having us, Camille. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you for joining me today on NLBP TV video podcast for the Natural Life Business Partnership. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about our professional community, 
Natural Life Business Partnership and to become a member, go to www.thenaturallife.org. Part of membership is to join us live at these tapings, plus have access to unlisted material and a closed professional community specifically for the holistic entrepreneur. Follow us for free on Facebook. I look forward to our next episode. Bye-bye.